This week's episode is sponsored by Church Media Squad. Ever wish you could add 50 more hours to your month? Church Media Squad helps you do just that each and every month by creating ultimate custom graphics for your church. With Church Media Squad, you get unlimited custom graphics, unlimited revisions, unlimited file sizes, source file access, and no templated designs. See how your church can save time and look awesome today. Grab a 14-day trial at churchmediasquad.com. From Creative Church, this is the Creative Church Podcast, where each week we talk about the latest in Christian creative culture and explore the lives of prominent creatives. Hey, hey, creators, welcome to the Creative Church Podcast. Today is Friday, July 27th, 2018, and I'm your host, Nick Goodner. Here with me today, all the way from the Mile High City, is Ross Montgomery. Hello down there. And uh, to his digital right, my left, is Emily Cummins. Hey, guys. I, I wanted to start off this week's podcast with just... A conspiracy theory. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether or not you guys follow Shark Week on no, Discovery Channel. I can't. can't. We, I'm we, sorry. We, we, okay, we live in Florida. Okay. Yeah. So Shark Week is kind of a it, it's it's a hard thing for us to really grasp. So is I, it kind I of an all or nothing? Like some people absolutely love it, and some people are like, just nope, not at all. Yes, I, I think feel so. like it is. Yeah. Ross, are you in the Shark Week at all? I'm I'm in the middle ground. Of, in the middle. Uh, I might watch it if it's on or, you know, at the restaurant I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant oh, I'm at. I, I'm going to the beach this Sunday or excuse me, Saturday. So I'm not watching Shark Week because oh, I'll no. just that that fear will just reawaken. And I can't do that. Nope. Um, but anyway, so Shark Week is it, it's hosting its 30th week oh, this week. Go. I think it will be on the last day. And uh, this is the 30th <laughs> podcast for Creative Church. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know who copied who, but I'm just... I, I, I'm just they, conspiracy they, theory. That's they all obviously I'm just copied us. I'm just right. saying. Obviously. So, guys, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Good. Doing good. It's been yeah. a fast week. I mean. It has been. Yeah. For listeners that don't know, we've it's had true. an awkward conversation for the past five minutes. <laughs> who, who, you know, we're trying to figure out what, why did they sound like they just went through something horrible? Because we did. <laughs> we did go through something horrible. Um <laughs> But we've that come out the other know. side. That you'll never know. <laughs> we've deleted completely. Um, but no. So, uh, although this recording has been the highlight of my day, so really? it's been yeah, it's been a fast week. But literally, whenever I get my little alert that it's you have this recording coming up in 15 minutes or whatever, I get so excited to talk to you guys because you always just like make me laugh or like for real you are my brothers which is so fun so i was just i have a good time recording this with y'all it's fun so ross a few weeks ago uh told me that he hiked fourteen thousand feet of a 14 is what it's called teener fourteen thousand. that's insane like it's a well i mean you don't you don't it's not like you're starting at zero and going to fourteen thousand feet obviously we're in colorado and we're not going from sea level anywhere so I mean, but it was, uh, I think the one I went on, it's called Gray's Peak, was 2,800 Whoa. vertical gain. So it's not it's not slight by any stretch of the imagination. So did you have to have climbing gear? No, just shoes. No, no climbing gear? Just shoes? Came, yeah. I mean, you, got, you, you go across a bunch of different types of uh, ground, and what they call mm-hmm. scree is like... Um, a bunch of not not like gravel but like rocks that are loose yeah. and so you kind of oh, you see wow. the path but you kind of go over that bit and 
Um, that's that was towards the top. There's you know some areas that are more step-like, and you're having to actually climb up some of the rocks uh, with pretty good steps. So, you know, if you're prepping for one stair climber, would be something you'd want to hit. So I'm actually <laughs> gonna go hike another 14er um, on uh, on Monday. So that's so cool. Because yeah. like whenever I whenever I think of like hiking a mountain, I think of just the I'm going to need climbing gear. And I'm going to need to actually, you know, scale and hike this mountain. That's yeah. I mean, there's there's some areas like that. I don't think any of the 14ers you need to like like really have a ton of that. Um, but there are some where it gets pretty hairy, and I haven't been on those yet. I'm working my way up to, you know, difficulty levels and everything. So, hmm. so yeah. I've got to know, like, what are the go-to essentials you have to take with you on a hike of this like proportion? Um, obviously water. Yes. Um, if you are coming from a low elevation, it's recommended that you like camp out by the trailhead. There's a lot of, a lot of the trailheads have campsites by them. So camp out to get your body used to the altitude. Um, if not, they do sell in some, uh, mountain towns, like, you know what you think of like a can of air, but, but it's literally a can of oxygen, um, for you as you go up, you can do that. Um, but yeah, uh, spending the night there helps you get acclimated a little bit. And then, um, you know, some food is good. Uh, Gatorade for the electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basic little first aid kit, band-aid and whatnot if you catch a rock or something. But no, um, and a camera. And, and a lot of people take up a piece of cardboard that has the name of the peak and the um, the height of the peak on it and take pictures at the top oh that's cool yeah i'm trying to figure out something creative to do and one thing i was thinking of doing is taking a 360 camera to the top and then doing what they call tiny world shot and what that is is if you've ever seen those pictures where it looks like someone is standing i think it was in actually i thought i saw it in a music video recently but it makes it look like the world is tiny but the subject is like really big and kind of standing on top of this tiny world. So you can Google that and it'll show up some really neat stuff. That's I like that idea. That's cool. Emily, have you ever hiked a mountain at all? I have. When I lived in Vegas, I went hiking in Red Rocks Ah! all the time. (laughs) What? I found it. I'm sorry. I found it. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Listeners. Sorry for interrupting. (laughs) But I found it. I found the tweet. It was from Jason Laporte. I hope I'm saying that name right. And uh, it said, Church Creatives, if you listen to podcasts, I highly recommend this one. He tagged us, the Grave Church Podcast, in it. Good content, great host, dynamic, and quality Tim Tebow updates. And in parentheses, <laughs> he said, possible Tim Tebow wedding. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is this is pretty funny. But th- here's my thing. He didn't tag you in it. He just tagged me. So, yeah, I think you might be right. He might think I might be getting date, you know, dating Tim Tebow. Like Nick? Like you? <laughs> what? Like me. Yeah, so possible Tim Tebow wedding. And, and fingers crossed. Oh, goodness. Well, fingers you're crossed. invited. So there you go. We could uh, we live go. podcast record Wait a second. whatever. Wait a second. Hold oh, up. Oh, no. You just invited me? Yeah. That means this isn't a Tim Tebow Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. This is Emily Cummings. <laughs> Tim Tebow wedding. No, no, no. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, y'all. Okay? This could get out of hand real fast. No more, no rumors are starting from this podcast. So, for clarity, 
<laughs> oh no. No. For clarity, Emily is not engaged to Tim okay. Tebow. She's a fan of Tebow for sure, but I am not engaged or in a relationship, or do I even know Tim Tebow? I just cheer him on. As he's so becoming someone knows the Tim, Tim Tebow, can you please set up a meeting? Okay, here's my thing. Though. Really a podcast, because I would we're, love to share a story. That'd be awesome. We're not we're not saying okay, we're not saying that uh you're dating Tim Tebow, okay? Okay. We're just asking if there's a possibility you'll date Tim Tebow. Like, that's all. If would, would, you possi- date Tim Tebow? would I date Tim Tebow? I'm pretty sure every girl in America would say yes okay. to that. <laughs> all right, that's all we wanted to know, Emily. That's all we wanted to okay, know. Okay, here, here's who I would date. We'll just take the name and face off of it. Okay. Someone who, <laughs> wow. who loves Jesus more than anyone else. Check. Okay. Tim Tebow. <laughs> who who is passionate about becoming who God made them to be? Have you read his book? Yeah. Check. Yeah. Okay. okay. There we go. Next yep. one. And I mean, that's my and they get along with my family. Like those are really oh, my that, three. That we don't know. But I'm sure. We don't know. Right. We don't know. We don't I'm sure, you'd be fine. I don't know. I, I've seen your dad's. Uh, I, I've told you this before on the podcast. I'm a big follower <laughs> of your father's stuff on social media, um, and I don't know why. I have no idea why. Um, I just he just popped up on my feet one day, cool. and I just mm-hmm. I think you shared something from him, and I followed him, and uh, yeah, I could see your father and Tim Tebow getting together, uh, not together, but you know, like they they, like get, being it, they get along, get along, yeah. they get along, they would yeah, yeah. relate well, both into football and yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah, they'd get along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check check check. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to interrupt it. I'm sorry, to interrupt. I just I I found that, and uh, I just wanted to fill everyone in. We weren't we weren't you know. Just awkward conversation. Anyway, Emily, have you ever climbed a mountain? Yes. <laughs> well, Nick, um, I have. Um, not as high as Ross has by okay. any means, but yeah. I loved hiking in Vegas. It was so much fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so wait, they got mountains um, there. So. You hiked in, in Vegas as well? Yeah, because that's where I used to live. Oh, wow. Did you wait. forget that part? Yeah. No, I, I didn't know that. Oh, I used to live she's in talked about Las it. Vegas. You used to live in Sin City. Yeah, for like two years. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Yeah. She's yeah. literally brought it up on the podcast. Probably has. <laughs> Thanks I mean, for paying. We, here's thank the you thing, for though. only paying attention to anything I say about Oreos or T-Bow, Nick. <laughs> I mean, he does get. It does seem like he has a little bit of a distraction mm-hmm. problem. I'm sorry. I I forgot. Uh, it's okay. You I know. knew it was somewhere out there. I just didn't couldn't remember exactly where. Sorry. Uh, anyway, let's get the show moving. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the best segment ever. Uh, but anyway, so we have a great show planned for everyone. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're joined by Chad McDonald, the lead creative director from New Spring. Uh, he's here to talk about the process of creativity and um, their structure at new spring and all that other good stuff coming up next though we have a big announcement regarding this podcast i know that's very cryptic but uh Mm. stay tuned Welcome to our big announcement. Uh, we are going to forego quips today to make this announcement. And um, uh, Emily and Ross already know, so there's no going to be some sudden gasp, I hope. <laughs> Wait, um, what do we know? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. I just wanted to start off first and uh, say that I am so glad that we've had the chance to do this podcast weekly for the past 30 weeks. 
Um, and I'm super grateful for you guys for being on it first off. And then for all the listeners that are, you know, supporting the show, listening to the show, tweeting about the show and messaging us on Facebook about the show. Um, we really thank you and appreciate you for that. However, um, we're going to be taking an indefinite amount of time off from the show. I know it's not the best thing to do uh, podcast-wise to, you know, take your weekly show and completely say we're just going to take off for the next few months, but uh, some things have come up that we're, we kind of have to. Um, so for those wondering why, uh, first, it has a lot to do with my schedule. Um, so what you're saying is it's not us, it's you? Mm, it's me. It's thanks me. for clarifying <laughs> that. It is me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I need to take some time off from my schedule. Um, I'm entering into a, a new season in my life, and uh, I'm actually going to be moving back to Tulsa, Oklahoma in October. Um, for those that don't know, I live in Orlando right now. Um, and I'm going to need to prepare for that. So it means I'm not going to have that much time to dedicate each week to pre-production recording and editing the show. So uh, taking some time off there. And then second, um, we're going to look at what we have on the show and uh, mix it with some of the feedback we received and some of the feedback we're going to receive here in the next few weeks whenever we launch our campaign to capture surveys for Creative Church. And uh, we're going to kind of restructure the things um, on the Creative Church podcast. Uh, that means whenever we do come back, um, we're going to be looking at probably a little bit different show than what you're used to. Um, and there's a good chance that it's going to look a, a lot different uh, from what you're used to. Um, but change is a good thing. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited about it. We're always, at Creative Church, we're always moving forward. We're always finding mm-hmm. out what works best for us. We're always changing. We're, we're literally always moving and always changing. So um, a few notes, though. The other podcasts on the network will continue. Not only they're going to continue, but we're actually probably going to be adding a couple new shows here in the next few months as well. So we're, we're still running the podcast network. So Emily's podcast will still be there. Jody's podcast will still be there. And we also have a new show on Instagram TV uh, with yeah. Stephen Brewster that'll be launching. Yeah. And just, I think, uh, ooh, not even a week uh, from today on August 1st. So we're excited about all that. So we're going to keep doing the podcast network. Uh, we are going to keep our foot in the podcast realm because we love doing podcasts. We're just taking this show off for a few months. Um the second note is we will be bringing the show back um, eventually. Uh, right now, the earliest you can probably expect it back will be November, and the latest will be February of next year. It sounds to me like a Creative Church is just becoming, you know, who, who God made Creative Church to be. So Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, up next is our interview with Jenna McDonald. This week's featured interview is with Chad McDonald. Chad was born and raised on the south side of Atlanta and has served on staff at New Spring Church in South Carolina as the lead creative director for the past five years. Here's part of our conversation with Chad McDonald. So, um, Chad, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, who you are, and what you do. Yeah, so um, my name is Chad McDonald. I am the lead creative director at New Spring Church here in South Carolina. Um, I came on staff here about five years ago, I think, and Hmm. um, 
was uh, I originally came on staff as a motion designer um, on the team and have um, just kind of had some a uh, couple of different transitions uh, over the time that I've been here. And so um, now I'm sort of leading uh, what creative direction looks like uh, for us at New Spring. And I have an awesome wife named Katrina and three kids, Connor, Brenna, and Cora. And yeah, that's pretty much me right there. Born and raised in Atlanta. This is the only other place I've ever lived. So, And I mean, how was that leaving Atlanta to go to South Carolina? Is that a big uh, jump? Yeah, I mean, I have a, a really big family and we're all really, really close. And so, um, you know, even though everyone was like fully, fully supportive, at the same time, moving that two and a half, three hours away might as well have been on the other side of the moon. <laughs> As far as like the way that it felt for us, um, you know, being in your 30s and only really having ever lived in one place surrounded by a family for so long, we um, it, it was definitely a big challenge. Um, but like I said, my wife is super awesome and she knew that this was a call that the Lord had on our life. And so, um, you know, she was fully supportive and the kids are doing great. So. That's awesome. Now, can for listeners that don't know, can you tell us a little bit yeah. about New Spring Church, uh, who you guys are, where you're located, um, and uh, and what you guys are doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, so New Spring is a um, multi-site church uh, here in South Carolina. Our main um, broadcast campus is here in Anderson, South Carolina, which is um, just sort of south of uh, Greenville, um, south basically between Atlanta and Greenville um, mm-hmm. is where Anderson is. And, um, yeah, we have, uh, 14 or so campuses at this point. Um, basically all over the state, we really are only located in the state of South Carolina at this point. Um, you know, all the way up as North as Rock Hill and as South as, you know, Charleston, Myrtle beach, um, Hilton head, some of those on the coast, but we've got them in, in all the, basically the major cities throughout South Carolina. Um, and yeah, we've been, um, uh, church for probably, I think like 18 years or something like mm-hmm. that. Somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we run, you know, a handful of services on a Sunday and have student ministry and yeah, everything, everything's awesome. I think we're, we're in that weird category of mega church, you know? Right. Right. And now five years ago, is it, uh, 14 campuses. Are you on the end of that? Like it was already 14 campuses or mm. did you come in and grow it? Um, no. So when I came on staff, I think there were probably eight or 10. So we, we've oh, wow. definitely been, wow. we've definitely added, mm-hmm. um, a good bit, uh, since I've, since I've been on staff for sure. Uh, you know, you explained your role kind of motion designer beginning. Now you're the creative lead. Yeah. Uh, what is, what exactly does that mean? Are you just over everything yeah. that's creative or, <laughs> Yeah. Or what does that mean? Yeah. So, um, we, we kind of use the term creative and the term director, um, a little bit loosely in the sense that, um, we are the creative team as far as like, you know, like a church org chart structure goes. Um, but then, um, we also adopted some language from, uh, like creative agencies out there in the world who have things like creative directors and art directors and, um, you know, they have clients and, you know, uh, creative briefs and brainstorms, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we adopted some of that 
um, kind of process and some of those terminologies. So while there is, um, can I, can I ask why, yeah. was, why was that a shift for you guys to adopt that terminology? Um, I think it helped kind of clarify, um, and streamline a little bit of what we were doing, trying to add, for lack of a better term, I think it was in a way for us to add a little more, um, professionalism maybe is, is gotcha. the right word, um, to what we were doing. Um, I mean, and in it's had, it, it has had its, uh, pros and cons, I would say, um, in kind of modeling a external creative agency, um, who takes on clients and we sort of modeled ourselves as an in-house creative agency where our, the ministries of the church are our clients. Oh, cool. And so the cool. projects that they have, and so it, it helped us really kind of establish like, um, some, uh, some guidelines as far as like working time and things like, um, how much resource we're able to give to one ministry versus another. And that, that kind of thing. Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, that makes tons of sense. Um, when were you there when they implemented the structure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got to ask, yeah. was there a lot of pushback from yeah. the ministries? Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. Th there was, um, and how'd you guys deal with that? Yeah. I mean, and I, I think to a certain degree, um, and not, not, you know, not everybody, um, there is really isn't necessarily like a blanket statement there, but, mm -hmm. um, definitely it, it kind of, I think may have felt like, um, they were losing something, you know, of like, it. we yeah. don't have that unfiltered access to just go downstairs <laughs> and find a creative artsy person and say, Hey, I got an idea. Can you make this thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, to where we said, Hey, we have like a project request system that we would like for you guys to use. And, um, we're going to have a project manager assigned to it and a creative director. And, you know, they're going to, you know, so, um, we implementing those kind of things definitely was met with a little bit of pushback at first, but the great thing was, is that, um, leadership was totally behind it. And once, um, a lot of the vision was really cast as to why we would want to do something like this. Um, and once people kind of saw the proof in the pudding a little bit that they were actually getting a better, um, product for lack of a better term, they, they were getting, um, things that were way closer to their original vision uh, of what they wanted, or they were realizing, um, wow, maybe I didn't really kind of quite know what I was asking for until somebody came and sat down with me and walked me through what it is that I wanted. And now the solution we have is great. And so it, it definitely worked itself out over time, but it definitely was met with a little bit of, of pushback. Can we um, all guess who the ministries were that pushed back or <laughs> should we leave that a mystery? Right. Yeah, we'll leave that. We'll, we'll leave, leave that, that a right. We're going to say it was a youth uh, department. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the teenagers. Now, <laughs> teenagers, exactly. Now, um, a lot of churches, they have this idea of creativity and uh, some thinks it just, just means the arts while others have adopted kind of a broader term, allowing it to kind of affect every department of right. the church. Can you describe what creativity means to you and uh, what it means at New Spring? Well, I'll say it this way. I think, um, calling, calling, uh, anyone else a creative and saying, oh, well, the creative team is full of creatives. Mm -hmm. Um, I think is a little bit of a misnomer. Uh, yeah. now I definitely think we're all artists for sure, because we all have a particular, you know, set of skills, but as far as like the way that I see creativity or see creatives, um, all human beings were all made in the image of God, right? right, right. God is a creator. Um, 
he created everything. And uh, so if we're made in his image and he created everything, then therefore he is a creator. We are creators. We are creatives. So anybody that I ever sit down with um, that's a ministry that says anything remotely like, well, I need this thing done, but you guys are the creative, you guys are the creative people. Help me figure this out. That that's that's not true. That's just not. Now I may have more skill sets and giftings in artistic areas than that person may do because they may be on the finance team, for example, but they are a creative entity. So that's kind of the the overarching thing I think here is that um, because we are heading in a direction that is so team oriented that it is um, very, very crucial for everybody to first of all, right out of the bat, realize everybody's creative. Everybody is in some way or another. We just happen to be more creative in artistic realms and somebody else may be more creative in, like I said, in the, you know, finance department. So I, I do want to talk about you guys' team structure. Um, how would you describe your team structure at New Spring? The most concise way to say it probably is that we are, we are all in on being a, a team, a one large team, um, that the greatest, the greatest member of the team is the team, um, that there is no, um, there is no superstar. There is no, um, there's no celebrity. There's no, nothing like that, that it is all, all about team. So we are trying to implement team structures in, in every place that we possibly can from um, our main communicators on Sunday being a team uh, all basically all on the same level, our executive level leadership, whatever you want to call that, they are, they are a team. They are shoulder to shoulder. There is so, in other words, there is no more real, there's no pyramid structure in the sense that like um, a lot of, a lot of places model, um, you know, sort of like a corporate America type structure where you've got presidents and CEOs and executives and that kind of thing. And, and, and not that that's wrong and that very well may work for lots of people. Um, but for us, we, we are, um, we are all in on being a team. Um, I mean, honestly, back to kind of what I was saying a second ago about, uh, everyone being creative and that us having and carrying that image, um, God is a team in and of himself. Um, in the beginning, you know, he said, let us make man in our, so he is a creative and he is also a team. It's more um, of a fluid process for you guys. A little yes. Bit. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So, um, we, we are definitely, uh, kind of in this strange new world a little bit of mm -hmm. where it's less about going and meeting with a ministry and them saying, this is exactly what we want you guys to make, you know, just color in all the lines for us Yeah, and is more of uh, a conversation. And here's a problem that we have. How can you guys help us solve it um, with the skills that you have and um, us being able to kind of speak into other areas? And um, it's de definitely a lot of back and forth for sure. Yeah. So I, I do want to let's let's touch on that creative process a little bit. Could you walk yeah. me through it? Kind of let's say you're you're building a, a marketing package for you know, a youth event, um, you know, yeah. they, they seem to be a highlight of the conversation today, youth right. events. Uh, could <laughs> right. you kind of walk me through the creative yeah. process there? Yeah. Um, and depending on the ministry, they all have their own little uh, quirks and their own mm -hmm. little, you know, variations. But um, 
and and really any creative process that anybody uses uh you can really boil it down at least the way the way i boil it down in my mind is um there is a discovery phase there is a development phase and there is a delivery phase gotcha um you can tell I was raised in church with the three alliterative <laughs> D points, one, two, three. Now, do you call them the uh, three Ds? <laughs> no, I try not. I try not to. I try not to. Uh, but yeah, so like that's that's kind of the way that we have it broken down. Um, and you can add as many steps in those three big buckets as as you want and see fit. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, like. Um, the dis- the discovery phase where you're sort of discovering what the project is that mm-hmm. that could be as complicated as um, uh, something like where uh, a summer camp or something that we do every year where there are meetings upon meetings for months ahead of time that where they're really kind of trying to seek out and discover what it is that they even want to do, you know. Yeah. Or it may boil down and literally be as simple as a hallway conversation where somebody says, hey, we're doing a turkey drive at our campus. Can you guys make us a flyer? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. So it it scales um, up and down depending on the ministry. But um, uh, yeah, essentially, so for like something large, like a, a larger campaign, like a series or, or a summer camp or something like that, we... Um, we would have a large discovery meeting or a kickoff meeting or whatever you want to call it, uh, where we would sit down with the ministry and, and begin to have those early conversations, figure out what it is that we're trying to solve, how we can um, help. Um, you know, at the same time, we're running all those things through filters in our mind of, well, what other projects do we have going on right now? How much time and resource do we have to put into this right now? And so all that's kind of happening simultaneously. Um and so that meeting um, or that conversation, the discovery phase mm-hmm. or the beginnings of the discovery phase really boils down to, uh, at least the, w- the way that we do it, just a creative director and a project manager meeting with the ministry. So the yeah. artist themselves is not there, not present for that. Gotcha. Um, it's just creative direction, project management. Um, and we work as a, as a, as does, a, as a team. Yeah. Does the artist ever meet directly with the ministry or is it always filtered through those two? It's it's nine times out of ten it's going to be filtered mm-hmm. through us. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And yeah, it it and it's not in any way to box out a artist. Right. Um, it's not that they don't have the skill set. Honestly, it has a lot to do with um, with time management mm-hmm. that an artist can be in sitting at their desk and working and, and operating in the gifting that the Lord gave them, which is creating art, yeah. not sitting in meetings and talking to ministries about the art that they're going to create later. Right. Um, and so it's just one of those things where I think, um, at least for us too, where I feel like the Lord has also gifted us in myself and, and the project manager, uh, Tara, that I work with, mm-hmm. um, gifted the both of us to be able to speak the language of the artist and then also speak the language of a non-artist of, you know, like with a ministry. Um, So we can sit down with them in that discovery phase, figure out what they need to do. um, And then from there, we would have a a brief meeting, uh, creative brief is what we call it. Mm -hmm. And so that would be where we take all the vision, all the information, all the deadlines, all of the details, and we kick that over and, uh, 
give it to the artist or artist team that's going to be working on that project. If it's something small, it might be a single artist working on it. If it's a larger campaign, we would pull together, um, you know, all of the filmmakers, motion designers, print designers, um, film producers, uh, photographers, all, all the people in the different disciplines that are that need to be represented would mm -hmm. be there for that that are that have been assigned to that project um and then we would give them the brief um and what we typically like to do is separate our brief our brief meeting and our brainstorm meeting so yeah. that we're not trying to um, get it all crammed in into one big session now sometimes that has to happen because of timelines but the real sweet spot at least what i've discovered is if you have a creative brief, tell everybody, here's what we've got to solve. Here's what they're kind of wanting. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what, you know, the direction I think we should go. Here's all the deadlines, yada, yada, yada. Get all their questions answered as possible. Yeah. And then give about 24 hours and then have a brainstorm. So come back the next day relatively close to the same time and have more open brainstorm, blue sky ideas. You know, mm -hmm. hey, we talked about this yesterday, but you've had you know, some time to kind of marinate on it now, you know, what, what ideas have popped into your head rather than show up to a cold room with a blank whiteboard and say, okay, be creative right now, yeah. you know, yeah. um, fill the board with ideas and go. Right. Um, we just kind of realized it doesn't work. It doesn't work for my personality. And, um, some people are great at that, but, um, we have discovered we work better that way. So after a brainstorm, however many brainstorms need to happen to where, um, the creative director on the project has kind of realized like, okay, I think the idea that we have fits with the vision that the ministry wants. I think it fits with the timeframes that we agreed on. I think it fits with the amount of resource and um, money and time and effort that we are able to put into this project right now. It kind of meets all that criteria. Then we would have a, uh, a pitch meeting back to the ministry and say, okay, here's the problem you presented, here's what we're posing as our solution. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we would have a pitch meeting, you know, not too dissimilar from the way like an agency would pitch to, you know, a larger uh, company. And so with, you know, full on presentations and slides and, you know, mood boards and style frames and all those kinds of things. Um, and then, yeah, once they give the thumbs up, you know, that when it kicks over into the development phase, um, to where, uh, the artists actually make the thing mm -hmm. and there's multiple, um, check-ins along the way between myself, project manager, the artist, how's the project going, make sure everything's on track, make sure that, um, the artist hasn't necessarily made any of those, um, what I like to call like 1% decisions where there's like, they kind of decided to do something that's one, one degree off of vision. And yeah. then over time, that tangent begins to separate farther and farther. So there's check-ins along the way to make sure that, um, that, that everybody's staying on vision and on track. Um, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's pretty much it. And then it kicks into the, um, delivery phase where we have, um, a person, a dedicated person on staff who is kind of like our quality control, uh, kind of person, a content asset coordinator, I think is what we called it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> who basically checks over things like videos and such that are going to play in a service to make sure that they fade in and fade out the way they're supposed to and that the file's named properly and that it's the right 
codec and things are spelled right and you know all that kind of stuff to right that, um, that prevent fun stuff right 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 <laughs> that prevents kickbacks and stuff especially mm -hmm. when you're delivering to 14 or so campuses all across the state some piece of content that's going to play in a in a student service or or um on a sunday you know with 20,000 or so people are going to see it you really don't want to have anything misspelled right totally and um, in those pitch, pitch meetings, whenever you're going in and uh, uh, kind of showing off uh, what you've done, yeah. how many pitches do you guys typically bring to a ministry? Um, the way that I do it, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the right way or the wrong way. I've I've done it's it. It's definitely the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done it multiple ways, um, but I usually only bring one. I only bring one, and I at least what i found is that if you if you if you bring multiple mm -hmm. i think even if you don't tell the ministry in the back of your mind you already have one that you know is the right one right um right. and uh i'll say it this way if you have spent enough time in prayer about the project right then you know which is the right one right and if you are pitching something that you know is not the right one, you're being dishonest. Um, and if you're pitching one that you think is just going to make them happy, um, I, I get that. I, I mean, I've unfortunately I've done that before. If you're pitching something that you know that you think is not right, but you know it's going to make them happy, you're not going to sell it and be as proud of it in a way that you would if you're pitching the thing that you think is the right thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I've also found that if you pitch multiple things and tell them, hey, we're going to pitch you two options today. We want you to pick blah, blah, blah. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say, hey, what do you think? And then at that point, you might as well just pitch the one that you thought was the right one from the beginning. So Right. Totally. Now, do you guys, I mean, how often do they get sent back to the drawing board completely? Um. If any at all. Yeah. I mean, it's happened. It, it's happened. It, mm -hmm. It's rare. Um, I think uh, the, so I think the thing as part of our structure thing that maybe I, I didn't mention before that really kind of helps um, prevent that kind of thing from happening is that um, I have ministries that I work with on a regular basis. So like I basically am assigned ministries Um so I work with them all the time on everything. So like Sunday is my ministry. So anything visually that happens on a Sunday or a print piece or a video that plays in service or something like that, like that is in my area of creative direction or uh, New Spring Worship or our discipleship or our website, those kind of things. So I work with these ministries day in, day out, week after week, you know. So there's a lot of equity that's there. And there's a lot of continual conversation. So it's not a one-off kind of a thing where I am trying to figure out, well, they said this, but what did they really mean? Mm -hmm. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like having a client. It's, you know, it's it's a long it's relationship a, with them. It's yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Does it, I, I feel like it would. Um, so I'm going to confirm, uh, does yeah. it kind of empower the ministries uh, in the art direction and the art spear whenever they're feeling like they're being pitched something rather than just being told what to do. Yeah, absolutely. They, it definitely includes them on the process. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes them, um, feel like they're a part of it for sure. I think, and I think what you get is, um, that it works both ways that it makes us feel like we're on 
their team, even though, you know, according to the org chart or the hierarchy, whatever you want to call it, like we're on the creative team. I'm not on our discipleship team, but because we're talking about it and I'm getting excited about what it is that they want to do. And I'm pitching these ideas to them for videos or for workbooks or printed materials that we want to do for discipleship. They're getting excited about what the thing's going to look like because I'm, you see what I'm saying? So it is a, it is a two-way street for sure. Um, I think the thing that I, I think the thing that I feel very like, I guess, compelled to say is that you have to be really careful, um, there is a little bit of a, of a two-edged sword when it comes to viewing ministries as clients. Um, I think in a, in a, in a healthy way, as long as that's a healthy relationship, then it's awesome. But, um, if you follow that line of thinking down too far to where you get to the, some of these larger agencies who they can say no to clients, they can, turn down a client and say, well, we don't want to do that project. So, cause we don't want our name attached to it. So we're just not going to do that. Um, that's not necessarily a luxury that, that we have is, is, and more than that, it's not a reputation that I would want new spring creative to have of saying no to ministries. You see what I'm saying? So you have to be, we're like an agency and our ministries are like clients, but we're like, a poor, broke, starving agency <laughs> that has to have the work and we're not going to say no. <laughs> like That makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to shift gear, gears here a little bit. And uh, yeah. before the podcast, you're kind of explaining the leadership structure to uh, New Spring. You kind of, yeah. you guys have moved over the past five years kind of from a yeah. one person vision to a, I think is it three people are running, right. kind of running the ministry mm-hmm. right now, running the overall church. Um, I just kind of want you to kind of explain um, what that looks like and how that's working for you guys. Yeah. So, so right now what we have is, um, in as many ways as possible, we are trying to have as much team, um, team leadership, team, uh, decision-making team, everything we are, we are, we are full in on that. Um, so we do not have, uh, I guess what most people would consider like a senior pastor. We don't, we don't, we just don't have that. We have three, um, teaching pastors. And then we also have four. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly what it's called. We have f- basically like four executive pastors, four like leadership pastors. So like, um, and they, and they each have like, they each have their own area of responsibility for sure. Um, uh, but as far as like the, really how it applies to the creative team and the creative aspects of, of things, um, to where I think every, most of the other places that I've reached out to and, and have tried to learn from really are all, uh, single leader kind of focused where you've got, you know, the, the guy who kind of started the church and, um, they're carrying out the vision of the one carrying person. out the vision. Yeah. And, and so the creative team, as far as, and it's, it's, as far as Sundays go, you know, like that, that's the big, that's the big one. Right. So like, um, as far as Sundays go, most of the time, creative teams are trying to come up with some sort of a sermon series, you know, marketing campaign that, uh, meets the vision of their senior pastor or their, um, sometimes their creative arts pastor, however that kind of lays out. Um, and so, yeah, that, that is definitely a unique thing for us in that, the way that sermons are 
uh, crafted and created is in a team. The three teaching pastors get together every single week and um, work on their sermons together so that they are speaking with one voice. Um, our lead team, uh, our four lead team guys who oversee all of the, you know, operation stuff for the church, they um, are meeting all the time, making decisions together. Um, and yeah, so we're trying to kind of adopt that in as many ways as, as we can all the way down the line. Um, like I said, even to the point where um, as a creative director, I, I really try not to go and sit down and meet with a ministry just by myself. Like I, I almost always try to bring a project manager with me. So we're making decisions together. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like that team mentality that, you know, letting it even leak into the, the leadership of the church is very, very healthy for leading a church. Have you guys found that to be true or yeah, how, absolutely. how are you feeling about it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's very healthy. Um, I think it, it, especially a a church that's large, um, well, you know, I take that back, you know, any, any church is going to be, um, have a, have a certain weight, a certain burden to carry on, on anybody, um, no matter the size. I mean, um, so spreading that burden and that weight out, um, amongst brothers and sisters, um, in Christ is, is, um, way, I think way healthier than, than a lot of other systems that I've seen. Um, and yeah, the, the, yeah, the other thing I was going to say is that in it's, it's, um, as, as far as team goes, like there, it's funny, like we have like, here's our teaching team and then our lead team and our creative team. And then we have these, uh, we have weekly meetings where all the, the, those teams get together and we talk about, um, Sundays and what's coming up and, you know, what's coming down the line and, um, it's part of our, part of our process. So not only is it a leadership structure for us, um, where there isn't a single face or there isn't one, um, person's vision necessarily that we're trying to carry out. It is multiple teams that are team amongst themselves, but are also teams that are coming together to make bigger teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. So I'm, I'm going to, ask one last question here um what is one this is this is the this is a ringer question um so what is one piece of advice you would give to a new creative director or leader uh attempting to lead their team Mm. and listen if you don't have one you got two you got three drop them all just (laughs) yeah what is what is the advice you'd give those guys yeah yeah or guys hopefully yeah hopefully i don't ramble too much (laughs) but um yeah i think the big thing that uh, I wish maybe I could go back and tell myself um, is that you don't have to have all the ideas. Um, I think when I stepped into creative direction, I felt like, okay, all the weight's on me now. I've got to figure this out. I've got to make sure that, you know, um, I'm creative all the time. And, you know, I have all the best ideas and everybody's going to be looking to me. And I think as much as you can get away from that, the better, um, you can, you can create that environment for yourself for sure. Uh, if you're the only one who's ever speaking up and the only one who's ever offering ideas, then sure enough, all the people around you are going to expect you to do that. 
Um, but, but I think, yeah, the, the biggest thing I would say is, and I feel like I've said this word a thousand times, but build a team, make a team around you. Like, sure. There's gotta be somebody at the end of the day who is the, the stakeholder. Like there is somebody who is the sign off, like as creative director, when it comes down to, is this thing going to be blue or is this thing going to be green or whatever the decision is like, yeah, I may be the final decider on the thing, but there, there, I may be the final vote, but there are lots of voices that are speaking into that vote. If that makes sense, what I'm saying. So like there are tons of people that we um, try to bring into the process, into the decisions. It's not just a creative director thing, working with a designer and that designer is um, going to, just between the two of you, you're going to figure it out. Even, I mean, even on our design team, one designer may be working on something, but they're asking the other designers that they work with, hey, what do you guys think about this? Here's a project I'm working on. How do you feel about this? And so we're just, it's like, it's constantly um, having, uh, being open and allowing, yeah. you know, people to speak into like, what it is. Like that, collaborative that spirit kind of absolutely collaborative as much mm. you know team and family as you can get <laughs> is the way to go um i uh the church that i came from uh, before i came to new spring i was the you know the sort of a one-man operation kind of deal it was a guy who was making the videos and designing the flyers that went in the bathrooms yeah. and you know uh i was the creative guy making everything um and so being at a place that is all about team, that's all about family, um, is, is a major, major blessing. To find out more about Chad, visit the podcast section of the creativechurch.com website. Welcome to Reply All. Each week we pose a question and give you the chance to answer online in our Creative Church group or on Instagram. Last week we asked what popular quote or piece of advice is actually really bad advice. Here are some of our answers. Here are some of your answers in no particular order or reading. Well, several people shared um, follow your heart. So I mean, Jared and yes, then a couple yeah, others. I saw that. Yeah, that was a recurring theme. It reminded me of when I shared, like, follow your gut. You know, because it's just yeah. kind of, in my mind, more based on your feelings about a situation. And I think that you need to balance your feelings, what your thoughts are, and then steep it yeah, in some God's word and what God thing. is saying. <laughs> yeah, not just like the whim of an emotion. Tony posted one of the most appropriate ones. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Um, Jason said never change, which I oh, yeah. would obviously yep. agree. That's, That's horrible. True. Oh, real quick, though. Who's suggesting to never change? Is that really a popular piece of advice? Well, I feel like if you're like, oh, I love you. You're so sweet. Never change. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Which yeah. it's yeah. like, no, you, yeah, you want totally. to be changing. Uh, Wesley Dietz said, you can just fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's not. That's not. Um, There's so many great ones on here. Ray oh said, God. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. which yeah. I think is, is an underrated one. That's terrible advice because I think that's what gets a lot of, a lot of places into trouble. Uh, 
You know, when it's like, oh, we're just going to do the same mold. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. There you go. Uh, a good piece of advice I heard this week, though, and I loved it. And I, it's it's literally something I've been thinking about all week long. Um, that is love God and do as you please. Yeah, has anyone ever heard that? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I, I, at first it shocked me because I thought to myself, love God and do as you please. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but then I thought about it and I, I read did some research on it. And uh, basically what the writer was saying is if you love God, then whenever you do what you please, you're not going to do anything that would offend God. Hmm. So, hmm. so that's, I don't know, good piece of yeah. advice. I liked Something it. Chew on. Something to chew on. Something to chew on for our last in the in the hiatus, everybody can be yeah. chewing on that. <laughs> one. So just chew on that one for a little while. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you all one to really chew on. Really think about. Uh, anyway, so uh, this 30th episode uh, going on hiatus. Well, not going to do a reply all obviously because we'd all forget about it whenever we came back. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Emily and Ross might, but I might not. I I would definitely forget about it. I would just be like, I that's that's Ross, true. We posted Truth. It. Yeah. Yeah, but you can stay up to date with all of us and what we're doing and what Creative Church is doing. All you got to do is follow us on social media. You can do that by following Instagram, CRTV Church, or Facebook, uh, CRTV Church as well. And then we have our Facebook group, Creative Church Group, um, and just search CRTV Church Group, and it pops up right there. Um, On that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Special thanks to Chad McDonald. Uh, You can check out all that he's doing by heading over to our creativechurch.com website. Uh, also, thanks to Church Media Squad for sponsoring today's show. Do us a big favor and go check them out and snag that 14-day trial. Um, in the meantime, I'm Nick Goodner. I'm Ross Montgomery. And I'm Emily Cummins. And we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Creative Church Podcast. If you like what you heard, then make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts Creative Church has to offer by going to the podcast section of creativechurch.com.